Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. My name is Aaron Aver, and with me, as always, though you may have forgotten both of our voices, is Donatist Carol. Donatist, how are we doing right now? Aaron, man, I am doing great, dude. We are back. Uh, I almost said back in person. We're not in person. We've never been in person, but we are back. Um <laughs> It's been a long time, dude. I feel like so much has happened in the world since the last time we recorded. Like, I I feel like the world looks completely different since the last time we recorded. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Uh, but either <laughs> way, super excited to give you guys sports, the one thing that unites all of us on the same page. So uh, feeling good, my brother. How are you, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Cannot complain. We are coming at you live, and by we, I mean me. From my hotel room in Orlando, uh, the wife and I decided let's take a impromptu trip down to Orlando, do a universal, um, do a little universal trip since they opened up. We got our mask. The, the parks are like dead. Uh, they had they've been balling out with the sanitation, so everything is six feet apart. They put they put hand sanitizer in your hand before every single ride. They have everything marked off so you're not near anybody else. Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, they have gone hard, and uh, yeah. it's, it's nice to see. And so, therefore, we didn't mind. We did a lot of our research before coming down since Corona is still going around. And um, it's it's. So I'm coming at you from the from the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, jealous man. You're uh, you're out in a. Uh... Orlando, enjoying yourself, and the rest of us are stuck here in uh, Georgia. I don't know if everybody's in Georgia, but I'm stuck here. I speak for the rest of us on behalf of our podcast, podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> on behalf of the entire podcast. <laughs> I would like to say that we hope it rains the rest of the week. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's supposed to have been raining all week, and it hasn't, so it's been nice. Like, the, the weather said it was supposed to storm every day this week, and you know what it didn't do today? It didn't storm at all. It has been nice. That's nice, man. I'm hoping our luck picks up. Um, but listeners, thank you all for bearing with us. We we went MIA for like 17 weeks, and we're back. Um uh, I had I had some stuff to take care of um, that that inhibited us from recording the past two weeks. We're back stronger than ever, and we're going to go ahead. We have actually planned out our next eight um, recordings. Uh, we are going to break down the different divisions in football from the um, off-season standpoint. We're going to break down each team. We're each going to predict who we think will win the division. Uh, and then we'll kind of try and predict the pl- uh, way too early playoff predictions in August. Hit up our Facebook page. I posted when we are doing each division. So if you happen to be, I don't know, uh, a Jaguars fan, uh, so if you wanted to show up and maybe be a guest on our AFC South podcast week, which would be the July 1st week, obviously you were the AFC South aficionado, and we're just going to sit here and dissect it, chat it up, have some fun. Um, and be a part of the podcast. So let us know where you fall in. Look at our Facebook page where we have it broken down. But today is going to be the NFC North. Oh, and how we have it, how we always have them laid out is Donatus <laughs> and I came up with the least intriguing 
to the most intriguing division. So our only rationale, we didn't like do the north and the north and the east and the east because that would just make too much sense. Instead, <laughs> we did what we cared about the least to what we care about the most. And so yeah. today, today is the NFC North. If you were a fan of an NFC North team, sorry, but we thought y'all were the, mo- the least intriguing, so we are starting off today. Um, <laughs> and so let's let's dive right in. So we're going to actually begin our podcast today with none other than the least intriguing of the least intriguing, <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Don, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you tee off on this one first because Don oh, really wanted to talk about the Bears. By the way. He was all amped to talk about the Bears. Some of them go first. So, if you didn't pick up on it, he's being sarcastic. Um, so, yeah, the Bears. Um, what to say about the Bears? Uh, <laughs> so, I guess some things that I'm interested to see about the Bears um, – I'm interested to see who ends up playing quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they have Mitchell Trubisky, obviously, who I think is this going to be his fourth or fifth year? I think um, he was like in the twentieth year. He's been there forever. <laughs> it does seem like he's been there forever, and I'm sure Chicago Bears Bears fans feel the same way. Um, and then they also hired. I feel like we could say at this point, career journeyman. Nick Foles, um, I feel like yeah. that's kind of fair. Um, Nick Foles, who has kind of been spotty um, at best, but when he's on, he's on. Um, except for last year in Jacksonville, when he was not, when even when he was on, he was not good. So um, <laughs> I feel like they have kind of a, uh, I don't know if I say a quarterback battle. Um, I don't know if you're going to end up touching on this or not, but um, kind of interested to see who ends up winning that quote unquote quarterback battle. Which honestly, I don't know that it makes a difference. Um, I think that the Chicago Bears are going to be so um, terrible to watch that it's not going to really make a difference who ends up playing quarterback for them. Um, I'm interested to see how David Montgomery performs. I was super high on David Montgomery coming out of Iowa State. Um, I don't know. We didn't have a podcast, so thankfully I wasn't. I didn't say anything dumb enough on a podcast. <laughs> but I honestly thought that David Montgomery was going to be the best running back out of last year's um, rookie crop. Um, I thought that he was going to. I don't, I don't know that I thought that he was going to lead the league in rushing, but I thought you know how you know for a few years you had Kareem Hunt, um, and then you had uh, man, I don't remember who it was the next year. Um, but then you had, you know, like Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb, and, you know, like all these, all these running backs who kind of came in and took the, took the league by storm. And I honestly, in my ignorance, thought that David Montgomery was going to be that next running back to come in and take the league by storm. And he underperformed, um, something terrible, man. So I know last year they had a lot of, of, of O-line issues. I don't know that they really did too much to sure up their offensive line. Um, I know they signed the guy, I think it was them that signed the guy out of uh, Seattle, Jermaine Efidi. Um, I think it's how you say his name. Um, and so I think he'll kind of give them um, somebody to uh, to kind of help sure the line 
Um, and then their center, I believe his name is Cody Whitehair. Um, he's also pretty decent as well. So, um, I don't know, man. I just think so much in the NFL has to do with your offensive line. And I believe the biggest issue, uh, for the Bears, they have a lot of issues, but their biggest issue is offensive line. So I want to see how that offensive line ends up performing. And then finally, um, last year we kind of saw the defense start to wear down towards the end. Um, that defense again this year is still stacked. Um, but last year what you saw happen was they got so tired of carrying that offense around that towards the end of the season, like, they just kind of completely gave up. It was kind of like um, the offense would go out there, it would be a three and out, the defense would stop them, uh, the offense would go back out, it would be a three and out. And, you know, like, the defense spent so much time on the field that after a while they just got sick and tired of being on the field. So I want to see, will the, will the defense, is that defense going to be good enough to carry that offense? Because that defense on a, on a team with a uh, – even just a competent enough offense, um, that defense would be able to do – like, that, that That would be a playoff team. Um, their defense is playoff ready. They've got a really good secondary. Again, their linebackers are super deep. As you look at Khalil Mack, uh, Danny Trevathan, and Roquan Smith, um, they've got, to me, one of the better linebacking cores in the league. Um, but it's just can, can they do enough um, to carry that offense and then also, who's going to uh, who's going to be catching passes for them? I know that they signed Ted Ginn Jr., uh, who's a speedster, uh, but at this point as well, he's uh, he's kind of towards the tail end of his career. So um, I just I just really don't think that the Bears are going to be able to do anything because of their quarterback, um, especially since Mitchell Trubisky. I think will probably end up winning that quarterback battle, and, and we've seen. Um, we pretty much know who Mitchell Trubisky is at this point. Um, so, yeah, I just – the Bears, they don't – I don't know. I just kind of feel like we know what they're going <laughs> to end up being. And I'm sure you're going to touch on this. Uh, they still have, like, 30 cornerbacks and 50 tight ends, which I still, two months later, don't know what you can do with all of that. But we'll see. So, yeah. Yeah, this Maggie's team – going to get fired halfway through the season. Um, yeah, go ahead. Take it away. This team's going to field uh, 11 tight ends for one play uh, <laughs> just to see how it goes. Um, <laughs> my big thing about the Bears, so it's, it's a tale of two teams. So, like, yeah. as you pointed out, their defense is stacked, like, period stacked, uh, one of the best defenses, I think, in the league. Um, but they have an issue that the Browns have had in recent past for years uh, pre-Baker, because I still am a Baker fan, believer, but, um, like, the offense can't do anything, and so the defense will be great for a half, and then they get worn out, and then they're nothing in the third and fourth, and they can't stop anybody because they're tired. Um, happens to the Browns all the time, um, especially in our 0-16 campaign. We had such a good defense. 0-16, you wouldn't imagine that we had a good defense and the offense was trash. I, that is what reminds me of this Bears <laughs> team right now. Um, yeah. They have some okay wide receivers. Ted Ginn is, you know, 35 years old. Jimmy Graham's the end of his career. Um, uh, you, you got David Montgomery, which we never learned anything about if he's going to be good or not. Tarek Cohen, who's good every other game. Um 
and then you got, you know, Trubisky and Foles potentially leading it up. Foles is the bet, one of the best backups in the league to be able to come in and play, but if you tell him he's the starter, it's over. Um, it just, nothing about this offense speaks good to me. Um, and Matt Nagy, I mean, he, he was a miracle worker two years ago when he made him 11 and 5 with Mitchell Trubisky and had everyone believing to turn around and have the 8 and 8 season. Um, I actually think that Trubisky ends up winning the winning the spot, and four games in, Nick Foles takes over. Um, yep. I I do not believe Trubisky is it long. They have their first four games is Detroit, the Giants, Atlanta, and the Colts. Um, I think they're going to start rocky. Um, they may not lose to Detroit. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they rattle off three straight losses, start one and four going, or one and three going in against Tampa in week five, and they say, oh no, 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 no. We, we, we need, we need to fix this, because okay. I guess Tampa's in prime time, and, and you can still turn around the season at one and three. It gets hard whenever you turn into like one and seven, and, yeah. and trying to turn the team around. Um, Tr- Trubisky's not the answer, in my opinion, to them, and so they're just gonna have to, uh, I, I don't think, Falls will win the spot, but I do think he'll replace them after week four. Um, I'm interested to see, like you mentioned, the run game. Is David Montgomery going to be what you thought he was? Uh, they got rid of oh, what's his name. Who do they who do they have before David Montgomery? And that Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard had that yeah. really yeah. good season. Then they brought in David Montgomery, and they were like, "All right, bye, Jordan Howard." Which he hasn't really done anything either. So I, I guess it's no. Uh, I, I can't say he went and balled out, but you gave up the running back who did do pretty good for you, who replaced. Um, oh, this is the this is the team of me forgetting the people's names. Matt Forte, uh, you got yeah. rid of Matt Forte at the end of his career. Had Jordan Howard. I thought it was going to be a nice little replacement there. Got rid of him. Have David Montgomery. Um, I'm just interested to see if this offense and Matt Nate can figure anything out. If this offense sputters again. And they do worse than they did last season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Matt Nagy's uh, job on the line because you're going from 11 and five to eight and eight to worse than eight and eight. You're, I mean, you're moving backwards. Yeah. That's, it's almost like yeah. what I like. I would have thought Dan Quinn would have been fired by now because he started out so high, and then he's done nothing but get worse since. So it's it's right. it's uh, it's hard to kind of defend Matt Nagy if you start out 11 and five and then just get worse with every other season. Like you started too yep. strong. You should have you should have started <laughs> bad and then kind of got better. Yeah. Um, exactly. I think the big question, big question. Do you think they um, over under eight games win? So since the eight game is the standard because they went eight and eight last season. You said they go under eight wins. Yeah, I this and this may be a, a hot take or whatever. I honestly think that the Chicago Bears will go three and thirteen this year. And you heard oh. it here first. Um, oh wow. <laughs> I uh. Like, looking at – you touched on their schedule a little bit. I don't think that they'll beat Detroit. Um, They'll probably beat the Giants. They'll lose to Atlanta. They'll lose to Indianapolis. They'll lose to Tampa. I don't think they beat Carolina at Carolina. They lose to the Rams. They'll lose to the Saints. They'll lose to the Titans. They'll lose to the Vikings. They'll probably lose to the Packers. They might beat Detroit again that second time around. They might beat Houston. They'll lose to – the Vikings, they'll lose to the Jaguars. They might beat the Jaguars, so that may be four games, and then they'll lose to the Packers. So that's 
that's maybe four games that I think the Chicago Bears find a way to win next year. Um, and that's regardless of who plays quarterback. Uh, I just think after, I mean, they, they, I think they start off easily like one and five or one and six. That defense is already going to be tired of it at that point, and they're just going to kind of be over it. Matt Nagy's probably going to get fired around that point after being 0 and 6, and that's just going to that's just going to end them. So yeah, um, are you over or under eight games? If you're over, then I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> no, I'm 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 under. I didn't. I I mean, I guess now when you mentioned the schedule, looking at it, um, you may be right. I was going to go under, but I was going to say like. Six and ten, not one and fifteen, like you said. <laughs> I said three and thirteen. I gave games in that one. But I guess you know, looking at it, um, there's going to be some tough wins on that uh, on that schedule. I do think it's under. I I, I, I think it's like six wins. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they reach the eight point. I think they do continue to get worse with every season. Um, and then they're going to be put in that tough situation of do you replace that coach or do you uh, let him hang around until yeah. uh, and see if he can do better his fourth year? Um, yeah. Maybe actually find a viable quarterback. They're not going to be. They could be bad enough to be in the uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, that they kid from yeah. North Dakota State. They may be bad enough for that. Um, yeah. Which now, if you replace. These quarterback, either of these quarterbacks with Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I think you're all suddenly looking. You're, you're no longer a five-win team. I think you're at least an eight-and-eight eight team. Yeah, um, just with the change of the quarterback, even with these subpar wide receivers. Yeah, um, sure. All right, so we can go ahead and move on from the Bears. I, we, we had to talk about them just because they're a part of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll go on. To a team that I would have thought was less intriguing, but Donatus is very excited about this Detroit Lions. I'll start off the Detroit conversation. Um, there's a few big points, I guess, in, in looking at Detroit that I'm kind of curious to see um, what happens, mainly because of some rumors. Um, a, Matt Stafford, is he going to remain to be the quarterback past this year or even through this year? I know there was – I guess if we've hit this point where he's still there, he's going to be the quarterback there. I just know that there were some rumors about whether or not um, whether or not he was on the trading block from Detroit. Uh, I'm, I'm personally not a Matt Stafford fan. I think he's actually very inaccurate um, in my personal opinion. But they did a good job at kind of giving him some weapons. Uh, DeAndre Swift, they took in the second round, uh, which I was kind of surprised they took him because they took Johnson in the second round the year before. Uh, I had on my fantasy team uh, a waste of a pick. He did not do well last year, <laughs> and he got hurt. Um, so I think De- I think running back was a big need for them. They won, what, like three games last year. Um, yeah. They have Kenny Galladay, who, as we went over our top – quarterback receiver duo supposedly Stafford and Galladay is a top 10 duo uh we didn't agree there but uh you got Galladay Marvin Jones Jr. uh who I like Damian Amendola um which I don't know if he's done much with the Lions I know he's been there since he left the uh the Patriots but I you know I'm it's hard to get him being as effective without Tom Brady without the the Bill Belichick mastermind 
I thought their draft of TJ Hawkinson last year was a great pick. Um, yeah. Very good tight end. Um, so as far as their skill positions are set, um, their their O line, from what I understand, is set, and their defense is pretty much the New England Patriots. Yeah. So <laughs> what's his name? But buddy Patricia brought in as many former New England Patriots as possible. And because of that, and Desmond Trufant, your favorite. And because of that, I think that the Lions have a terrible season. I think they struggle so hardcore. I am not a Matt Trisha believer. I actually think Matt Patricia, I, I was in his first year and then as I heard, as people were leaving who were not Patriot people and how they just bashed Matt Patricia, obviously they're not Matt Patricia people either. Uh, the team has steadily gone from not good to terrible with him as the leader. Um, so in turn, he decided to replace his entire defense with his former defense for the Patriots, which I do not think is going to work out. Um, and so, therefore, I, I think the Lions are in for a very, very rough year. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. So uh, I'm I'm excited about the Lions, man. This is my uh... – I feel like this is my team that a lot of people are not high on that I'm kind of uh I'm 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 excited about. Um I'm excited about them because I love what they did by adding DeAndre Swift um as a running back and having carry on Johnson. Um as you were talking I, I didn't realize how uh I guess decent their offensive line is. I think their offensive line I don't know too many people on that line but um I think you know, going off of what you say, it sounds like they have a chance uh, to be pretty good. So I'm just going to trust you on that one. Um, but I think they're going to be one of those teams that they establish the run, um, and then they play good defense, and then they allow Matthew Stafford, once he starts stacking the box, to beat you with his arm. Um, I, too, am not super high on Matthew Stafford, but I also think that Matthew Stafford is good enough to on a good on a good team um, get you to the playoffs. Um, so my question with Stafford, though, is, you know, I, I don't know off the top of my head how many games he missed, but he, he got hurt last year um, and missed a good bit of time. But before that, he was having a really good season. Um, the, the Lions just weren't doing good. But Stafford, like, again, had he been on a decent team with a better record, he was uh, he, he could have been in the, in the early season MVP conversation. So um, Galladay and Jones, I don't think they're like super high of a wide receiver duo, but they're um they're also they're 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 a good enough wide receiver duo to do damage. Dan Amendola is always solid in the slot. Uh like you said, TJ Hawkinson, I'm excited to see how he takes the next step. Um I he, he started off having a pretty good year last year and I think he's gonna continue building on that. Um Stafford loves his tight end, so I think that T J Hawkinson has a has a chance to to develop into a, a one of the top young tight ends in the league. Um, like you said on the defense, they're pretty much the New England Patriots remade over. Um, I'm excited to see how Trey Flowers. I think this is his second year. Um, Want to see how he plays his second year. Danny Shelton, um, Jamie Collins Senior uh, did really good for the uh, for the Patriots. Did not do as well for your Browns. Went back and did good for the Patriots. Um, will he be able to do just as well playing the similar system as the Patriots, or is he just good on the Patriots? Um, 
Reggie Ragland out of uh out of Alabama, I'm pretty sure. Um has been pretty decent for a while. Uh Desmond Trufant can kick rocks. Um Deron Harmon, <laughs> Tracy Walker, and Jeff Akuda. Um, I think the, the, those other three are pretty good. I'm excited to see um, if they're smart. They'll let Jeff Okuda play um, the other team's top wide receiver. Uh, Desmond Trufant is just at the point in his career where he's a liability. It doesn't matter if you put him on a uh, big, slow tight end or whatever. Trufant's going to get beat. He doesn't like tackling. Um I could really go on and on about Desmond Trufant, but so long. So glad you're not on our team anymore, sucker. Um, I hope you retire soon. Goodbye. No. <laughs> so, uh, but Tracy, Tracy Walker and, uh, Deron Harmon are two pretty decent safeties. So, um, I don't know, man. I just think, I think this team has the opportunity, um, to, to do some stuff, man. I think, I think they, I think they could surprise a lot of people. Um, again, they they are um, part of my bold prediction, so um, you'll hear more from me about the Lions at the end of this episode. So, yeah, that's kind of all I got, man. I, I, I guess I feel like they're talented enough at their skill positions to kind of do um, to do enough damage to be to be decent. So, yeah. So tell me about uh, Desmond Trufant again. I don't think I got enough of uh, of him. <laughs> yeah, so it starts off with uh, Desmond Trufant to kick rocks and um, pretty much ends with, I hope he retires after this year. That's uh, all right. I'll say about it. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> since I asked you, ask you the question about uh, about the Bears, I think I, I think I want to keep this trend. Um, Lions won three games last season. They went 3-12-1. Um, over under three wins. Do they make up for 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 their uh, their in, ineptitude last year? Over how much? How much over do you think? Uh, I'll let you know at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to say it's the same. I, I think it's three or under. I, I think they either hit three or because it's that they, they have a really tough schedule. So they got Chicago, Green Bay, Arizona, New Orleans, um, Jacksonville could be a win, Atlanta, Colts, Minnesota, Washington could be a win, Carolina could be a win, Houston, Chicago, Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa, Vikings. Maybe they win one of the Chicago games. So maybe they win four. Um, I, I, they have a really tough schedule. So I have a hard time believing Patricia can will them to, um, to more than than four wins. So you think they're under three wins? No, I'm going to go over. Never mind. I'll go over, but it's going to be like four. So it's like one more. It's not going to be something crazy. Um, This may be part of your bold predictions. You can tell me later. (laughs) All right. Now the two teams that matter. Um, well, one and a half of them matter. <laughs> the two teams that matter in the NFC North that anyone cares about. Um, we're going to move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and I'm going to let you uh, kick off some, the, the Vikings talk. Sweet. 
Uh, Minnesota Vikings, man. Um, so I want to see how do they? I want to see how they do with without seven, the, the Kevin Stefanski. That's a tough name, man. Um, Learn it. He, <laughs> he is Respect with your Cleveland Browns. I'm going to have to learn to say his name because we'll be talking about him a lot. Um, Every I week. I wish his last name was like Smith or something simple. Um, but no, he he called play. He's been with the Vikings for a really long time. Um, I think he called plays a, a lot over the last was it like three years or so. Um, but regardless, he's been a stable face in that franchise for the past decade. Um, and so it's not that they're just losing their offensive coordinator who called plays. They're losing somebody who's been with that team over the past, again, decade, um, who's just been a, a, a stable face, um, you know, has been through, I think, a few different coaching changes. Um, and he's kind of remained the same, which to me speaks volumes to who he is as a as a coach and and whatever. So um I want to see how they do. Gary Kubiak's gonna be calling the plays. Uh Gary Kubiak I don't think has called plays since um I feel like it's been probably three or four years. Last time he called plays was I'm pretty sure with the Houston Texans. Um so I want to see this does Gary Kubiak still have it. Um so interested to see how the, the that play call goes. Um I want to see how their cornerbacks do. Uh, they let go of Xavier Rose, and so now they're rolling out Jeff Gladney, who is a uh, a rookie out of TCU, um, and then Mike Hughes, who I think played last year and was he did he did okay. He was he was decent. He wasn't bad. Um, so interested to see how their corners do. Um, who how does how does Justin Jefferson play as um, as that? Second piece to Adam Thielen is does Jefferson end up being an upgrade to Stephon Diggs? Uh, I think I think he'll end up playing as well, if not maybe just a little bit better better than Stephon Diggs played. Um, Kirk Cousins for all the crap that he got last year and all the crap he'll continue to get from us and everybody else. Uh, last year he played like a dark horse MVP at times, um, and I want to see can he continue to keep that play up. Um, you know, like after Thielen and Diggs called him out and pretty much said, like, dude, you suck, um, he ended up getting a lot better. So I want to see how he does this year. And then finally, I'll, and I'll pass it to you with this, um, I love how good the NFL is to us on our podcast days and the days before. Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. is going to be holding out. So um, we could not – that could not have dropped at a better time for us. Um I want to see will they pay him, how much they pay him, and if not, how long does this holdout last? Because Dalvin Cook had one really good year, which was last year. Outside of that, he's been super injury prone. I think he missed the majority of his first year with a torn ACL. Um, and then I think I feel like this past year was maybe was it his third year? I think. Um, but either way, like he got hurt again. I think the second year, if not. Um, and then last year, last year obviously he had a breakout year. So I want to see what ends up happening with that with that holdout. I know he's asking for the kind kind of money that um, David Johnson got in 2016 from the Cardinals. So I want to see do the Vikings think that he's worth it? 
um, and how that holdout ends up going. What are your thoughts about the Minnesota Vikings? So <clears throat> I'm actually – now, it's really going to depend on, like you just said, Dalvin Cook. But I – even with, with Stefanski leaving, I honestly don't believe the Vikings skip a beat. Um, Brian Kubiak um, – yes, Brian. Gary Kubiak is kind of one of the ones that also helped groom Stefanski and his um, play-calling role. Stefanski's only been calling plays for two years, and, and he calls the exact same system as Gary Kubiak – uh, Gary Kubiak is kind of seen as like one of the godfathers of that system. Um, so they're not going to have to change over any play calls. They're not going to have to change over any of that. Uh, so they're going to have the same system in place. Gary Kubiak was, has at least been with the team, I know, for I think the past at least two years. Um, so he knows the players. Uh, he's just been in some different role, an assistant head, or not assistant, um, assistant head coach type of role. Um, I, believe it or not, I think Kirk Cousins does better this season than last season. I think there's going to be less yeah. pressure with him, with them getting rid of Stephon Diggs, uh, because you have a rookie receiver who I think is going to ball out with Adam Thielen. Um, they still have Kyle Rudolph. I know they like two tight end sets. I think Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama is going to be able to show out this year. I was kind of surprised with how quiet he had been after coming out of Alabama. Um, and their defense is still – you know, pretty well stacked. I know they've, they've replaced out Xavier Rhodes, um, but they still have a, a solid defense. Um, I, I, I think they are going to be a team to kind of be a force to be reckoned with. I am interested to see how Justin Jefferson does step into that Stefan Diggs type role. Um, cause I think if he can be as explosive and as dynamic as, as Stefan Diggs, it's going to allow Adam Thielen to continue to play his type of role. Um, if Justin Jefferson is not that dude, I'm interested to see how much that affects Thielen because I'm still not a believer that Thielen is a number one on his own. Like, Juju's not a number one. If if Justin Jefferson can't be as dynamic to kind of pull away some of the threat or some of the coverage from Thielen, I don't believe Thielen can be the, the lone guy on the team. Um so I, I think it's it's imperative that Justin Jefferson steps up. Um, and then mainly that Dalvin Cook role. If if Dalvin Cook, if they don't pay him, their backups have proven to be pretty decent as backups when he's gotten hurt. They have uh, Alexander Mat- Madison and yeah. Mike Boone, who I know both of them have come in when he got hurt that season and played pretty well. Uh, they also yeah. picked up Amir Abdullah from the, the Lions, who I think kind of sputtered out there. Um I'm interested if they do pay Cook. I know I, I know. I saw in part of the thing he wanted Christian McCaffrey-type money. Difference is yeah, he's wow. not putting out, without a, with the exception of last season, he's not putting out Christian McCaffrey-type productivity because he got hurt in his rookie right. year. His his second year, he just kind of, it was like he was coming back from injury. And then last year, he blew up. So um, I hope they pay him because that's going to go into account for what I'm going to hold out on as my big uh, prediction for the AFC North, AFC North, NFC North. Um, but I, I hope they pay him because I like watching Dalvin Cook play. Uh, I think he's a very good running back. I think it's hard to find an elite running back nowadays, kind of get excited to watch. Um, yeah. 
and and I think he's one of those that's exciting to watch. Um, but I think I think the the I, I was worried that the Vikings weren't were go, weren't going to be good because of the people they let go on defense, uh, the people they traded away on the people because they traded away Stefan Diggs on offense, and then um, Stefanski left. But I thought they made some really good moves in replacing those pieces to make sure that they didn't lose a step or they improved. Um, yeah. I, I do wish they would have some kind of like legitimate backup for Kirk Cousins in case, because I, I don't know what Kirk, I don't remember what Kirk Cousins contract is. Did they extend his contract? Maybe. I don't know, but I, I, I think so. Yeah. If, if, if Kirk Cousins doesn't, um, doesn't pan out over the next few years, they may need to be looking. They're paying him a lot of money. To, to be kind of average right now. So I, I know they paid him that big money with the hopes of potentially making the playoffs and running deep in the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to be a big year, hopefully, for them. Um, I know they won, what was it, 10 games last year, I believe. Um, over under 10 games. I think I, I have them winning 10 games again exactly. Um I think they they stay the same uh, on that. What about you? I will disclose that later. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. That's gonna be uh, I, I veered away from the the Bears being a big prediction for me. So uh, <laughs> moving on to Vikings, I couldn't get excited about my Bears big pick inside. It's like, well, I'm just going to ditch them all together. We're going to we're moving on to, uh, <laughs> to the Vikings. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> All right, and awesome. last but not least in this division, uh, we have them. Well, I, I suggested we do them last because it's a potentially some drama, um, and it's going to lie with the Green Bay Packers. We're going to end up with the Green Bay Packers. Um, the reason I find them interesting, the reason I'm interested to see what happens is the fact that in the first round, instead of giving Aaron Rodgers anybody to throw to, um, <laughs> they drafted Jordan Love. And then they turned around, and they didn't even take somebody in the second round. I remember who they took in the second round. They took somebody. Um, but it wasn't a wide receiver. They refused to draft a wide receiver this year, and they they needed him. They needed them yeah. drastically. And then their tight ends – I don't even know who Jace Sternberger is. Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis is their third string tight end, which I didn't even know he was still in the league. I thought he retired. Um, yeah. I think the Packers are going to be an interesting team. I don't know how they won 13 games last year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I do know that their wide receiving core was like Devontae Adams was hurt all season. And just like the Eagles, I, I, I felt like they were just choosing people out of the stands to play wide receiver. Um, right. And that's who Aaron Rodgers is throwing to. Um, Aaron Jones had, had a great year. Um, and the defense, I mean, I, I look at the defense. I know this is some subpar analyzation, but I'm looking at these. I've looked at these names over and over again. I don't, I don't know half of these people. Um, they signed Christian Kirksey. As their inside linebacker, one of their inside linebackers this past off season. I really love Kirksey. He's from yeah. uh, he's from the Browns. His biggest issue is durability. 
he's gotten hurt like every year for the past three years and missed significant time. Um, he's a very good linebacker when he's healthy. Um, outside of that, um, I know their defense in the past has been like a, a strong point for them. And to be fair to the Packers, most of the times when I look at their defense, I don't know anybody on there, but they always seem to be really good. Um, so I'm assuming that's going to be the case again this year. I really, my biggest thing that I want to look out for is how their offense plays out, especially since they didn't get any wide receivers. I also kind of want to keep an eye on how Aaron Rodgers acts and does throughout the season because, you know, he didn't hold back. He didn't seem all that happy about Jordan Love being paid. I don't know if he didn't hold back, but, um, you know, he didn't seem all that happy about Jordan Love being drafted. Um, and then all Packers fans were, like, ready to send the team out of Green Bay when they didn't take a single wide receiver uh, <laughs> to help them out. So I'm really interested to see what Aaron Rodgers does with Devontae Adams if he can stay healthy. Uh, they picked up Devin Funches, who hasn't really I, – I didn't, you know – Devin Funches. Um, yeah. and they, and they don't really have a tight end. So I don't know how this offense is going to light it up with a, a head coach who's going to be in his second year who needs dynamic players on offense to kind of light it up. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I, I know their defense, um, their defensive coordinator is Mike Pettin, who's a former Browns head coach. Um, I know he got lit up by, um, Kyle Shanahan twice. They were both on the Browns team at the same time. I'm interested to see if they come up against San Francisco, how they can match them, if they can adjust. Uh, they didn't between the regular season and the pre and the postseason. They didn't do near enough adjustments, but just to kind of see how they kind of work to get better. I'm, I'm not, I, I think it's going to be a tough battle for, um, what's the head coach's name? Um, Matt LaFleur. What? Matt LaFleur. Yeah, there it is. I was going to say, uh, let me be, let, let me, yeah, Matt LaFleur. I was like, let me ask, uh, Dr. Google. Um, Matt LaFleur, <laughs> he came in in his first year, went 13, <laughs> went 13 and 3, and uh, it's almost like Matt Nagy. Like, you came in and you started too strong. Um, can't go downhill from there. What do you think about the Packers? Yeah, I think that last point that you made um, is the key to all of this, is the Packers are, you know, maybe one or two seasons away from being in the position that the Chicago Bears are in now, um, where, you know, three years ago they won 11 games and um, made the playoffs. And now this year I have them winning three games and their coach getting fired midway through the season and their quarterback that they drafted getting benched after like game four or five. And the Packers to me, um, they're one or two seasons depending on how they end up doing from that. The Packers won a lot of close games last year. And so you can look at that, um, that record of 13 and three, and you can really say that could be, that could have been a significantly worse than that. Um, so to your point, um, how does Aaron Rodgers play? He's, he's 36 years old, I think. Um, 
And, you know, like you said, he was not quiet about how he felt about them taking a um, a wide or a, a quarterback in the first round. Uh, so he is 36. He'll turn 37 um, at the end of this year, which is kind of mind-blowing to me. It doesn't seem like he's that old, but he's, he's quickly getting old. Um, like you said, Aaron, Aaron Jones had a really great year. Um, Aaron Jones, for the past couple of years, has been really solid. Um, but after him, they have Jamal Williams, and then they drafted A.J. Dillon out of uh, Boston College. I don't know if they took him in the second or third round, but either way, he's not a wide receiver, so it doesn't really help. Uh, Devontae Adams, like you said, um, he's a really good wide receiver. Alan Lazard, I, I, yeah, I don't really know who that is. Uh, and then I, I legitimately did not know that Devin Funches was on their team until yesterday when I was doing some of my homework for this podcast. Um, that kind of blew my mind. I don't know. I mean, I know how I missed that. Devin Funches isn't really decent, isn't really worth anything anymore, but it's like, I don't know. I, I want to see, can Devin Funches, like when he was with the Carolina Panthers, there were some years when he was a decent number two. Um, I don't know that I would ever say that he was a wide receiver one, even though he was their wide receiver one. He, but I think I want to say can Devin Funches, you know, maybe they didn't. They, I still think they should have drafted a wide receiver. This uh, this wide receiver class was historically deep. Um, but I don't know if maybe they're thinking that Devin Funches can be a solid number two, which that still doesn't help you. You need like three or four decent wide receivers nowadays. Um, but I want to see how Devin Funches ends up doing. Um, like you said about their tight end, I, I don't know who that is either. Um, and then their defense. So their defense was terrible um, at the run last year. Uh, I want to see can they get better at stopping the run this year. Um, their secondary was is, is pretty decent. Um, they got Jair Alexander out of Louisville. I think he was a rookie last year, so this will be his second year. Then Kevin King, Darnell Savage out of Maryland, um, and then Adrian Amos. So, um, yeah, they, I think that their, their secondary is pretty good. Darius Smith, Preston Smith, and Christian Kirksey, I think make a really good, um, linebacking core. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're, Defensive line again. I don't. I don't know anybody on that team. So that's kind of the Packers. Um, some things that kind of surprised me. Uh, you talked about Mercedes Lewis. How, I don't. How is that guy still playing? He's like fifty years old. Um, <laughs> He's like seventy-two with, years old. Yeah. Same with Mason Crosby. Like I'm pretty sure they're both like ninety years old or something. Well, to be um, fair, he's a kicker. Kickers kick for like their life. Is <laughs> this is true. Um, Mason Crosby, so Mason Crosby's only 35. Um, That's a lot. It seems like he's been in the league for forever. Mercedes Lewis, I feel like, has legitimately been in the league for 20 years. I know he hasn't been, but I feel like he's been there for 20 years. Um, so the fact that he's even able to, to get on the field or to put on pads is kind of impressive. So, uh, that has absolutely nothing to do with football analysis. I'm just kind of surprised that those two guys are still playing. Um, so, yeah, what do you think? The, so they won 13 games last year, over or under 13 games for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, under. Uh, I think it's under. I think it's under, and they begin the the transition of trying to decide if Jordan Love is going to be their dude. Um, Aaron Rodgers is at the age. 
that Brett Favre was when when uh, or actually a year older, I believe, than that Brett Favre was when they drafted him. I think they're going to use this year, and, and I don't know how long they're going to plan on trying to keep Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's two years to kind of decide, is Jordan Love that dude? Is he going to be the guy that's going to be able to take over the program? And if, if so, they may move on from Rodgers on to Love. It all depends on what he does, um, how he gels, how he acts. Uh, but I, I think they're going to work on moving on from him, especially if he has a rough year this year and some of that's not really his fault because they didn't give him any support but they did get his back they did get his replacement um (laughs) right so i I do think though it's it's going to be under 13 games i I actually think i I remember thinking during the season last year you know how are the packers how did they end up with 13 wins like i felt like there was a ton of games last year like i'm looking at it they beat Detroit 23 to 22. That's a team that won three games. They beat <laughs> Chicago 10 to 3. Um, Denver, who didn't come on to the end of the season by, you know, 11 points. They had games where it was like, um, how is this team one of the best in the league? It feels like they're sputtering past teams. Um, they barely beat Washington. Um, but I, I think they, they, I think they have a tougher schedule this year. And I think they fall short. I think they come out with, oh, they got to play San Francisco again at San Francisco. I think they come away with like 10 wins. It's only yeah. three games left, but I'm, I'm going to say 10, maybe nine. Uh, but I think they come under. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're under as well. Um I just, I don't know, man. They're they're one of those teams like we've talked about that I I feel like there's not really too much middle ground with them. Like I guess to me, I feel like the Packers are either going to be really good as far as in like winning, you know, eleven, twelve games, or they're going to be really bad as in like winning six or seven. Um, and I just I don't I don't know how much of a, a middle road there is for them. Um, uh, Rodgers, man, I, I love Aaron Rodgers, but I think, you know, towards the end of last season, people weren't even talking about Aaron Rodgers as a top-ten quarterback anymore, you know? Um, yeah. You look at so many of these young these young quarterbacks, uh, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I think you might could even make the argument that Carson Wentz possibly. Um, you know, some of these some of these younger quarterbacks are – are starting to kind of take over the league, and Rodgers is getting older, but he's not getting better. You know, like Drew Brees and Tom Brady, like the older that they got, like they they either got better or they stayed the same and their drop-off wasn't like too much. You know, like Drew Brees has a bum shoulder, but he can still win you some games. Um, and Brady, I mean, Brady's just an, an outlier. So Rodgers just, I think I think it's going to be interested interesting to see how he does this year because I think we could we could be watching Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career, which is is kind of crazy to think about somebody who, in his prime, which it seems like his prime was just a few years ago. Um, in his prime, people were saying that Aaron Rodgers was you know arguably the most talented and, and possibly the best quarterback to to play the position, um, and you know he's just kind of he's fallen significantly off to where now he, he 
you could make the argument that he's not even a top ten quarterback anymore. So, um, I, anyway, I think they're under. I think they're definitely under thirteen games, but I, I don't know about a, a for sure number on how how much. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Aaron Rodgers is about it's about done for him. So I'm interested to see when they start having that conversation of like, yeah, when does Jordan Love potentially become a viable option? Obviously, yeah. not at any point this season, unless Rodgers yeah. gets hurt. I, I don't foresee Love touching the field at all because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Um, but if he has a drastically off season this year, do you look for trade candidates and try and move on with Jordan Love? Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um all right, so let's move into our, our big predictions. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh did you who started us us off with the Packers? Did you? I do not remember. I think I did. Uh, I think you did. Cool. So I'll go first on bold predictions. Um my bold prediction, drum roll please, people, I'm going to blow <laughs> your mind with this. <laughs> is that was a the, terrible uh, drum roll. Detroit Lions will win eight games and finish second in the division. You heard it here first. They will go eight and eight and finish second in their division. Whoa. Ahead of the Packers and ahead of the Chicago Bears. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I you I gonna, yeah, yeah. Eight games? I, I just, yeah, I really like this team. So here's the thing. I think I think they start off two and six. But I think, and I hope my math is right on this. But I think they finished the season off six and two. Uh, they've got a brutal first ke- first part of the se- schedule. But if they can, um, if they can kind of win a few games in the middle of it, they can really kind of turn their season around and end up shocking some people um, and finish off winning eight games. Um, and I think they'll end up finishing better, obviously, than the the Bears. But I, so I think. I think the Green Bay Packers probably end up winning eight games as well, but I think the Detroit Lions have a better chance of winning eight games than the Green Bay Packers do. Um, so, yeah, Detroit Lions will win eight games this year and finish second in their division. That's my bold prediction. What is yours, my friend? Well, let me go ahead and ask you, because mine's going to lead into this and it's going to be a part of the prediction. Who do you think, um, who do you think wins the North? I, I mean, based uh, on what you just said, I know who you think wins. But let's just go ahead and yeah. put that out there on record. Who wins the North? Yeah, so my winner for the NFC North is the Minnesota Vikings. All right. So I, I know doing the mathematics there, if, if right. Detroit comes in second and then beats the, those two, then A plus B equals <laughs> L. <laughs> um, all right. So my bold prediction. Here we go is that the Minnesota Vikings win 13 games. Wow. Kirk Cousins is in MVP candidate conversation. I won't go as far as to say he's going to win MVP because he's not. <laughs> but he's in the conversation, and the Minnesota Vikings win the NFC North. The big bold part is the fact that they're going to increase their wins. They're going to go 13-3, and three, and Kirk yeah. Cousins is going to play so well that they're going to debate and discuss for him to be the MVP in the NFL this That's year. That's crazy, man. Um, are you looking at their schedule right now? Or do you have it pulled up? I I am. So 
Who, I who think, think the three losses or two? The three losses. See, I wanted to say fourteen and two, but I couldn't get myself. There's, I couldn't get myself to do that. Um, so <laughs> yeah. the the ones that are up for grabs is at least one of the Green Bay games. Yeah. Seattle, um, New Orleans, and Tampa. I'm not worried about Dallas. They play Dallas. There's five teams there, but how I rationalized it down was I'm not concerned with Dallas. That gives four potential four losses. And then when I was looking at it, Seattle always, from my knowledge, begins seasons slowly. Yeah. And they're, they're the fifth game for the Vikings. Um, yeah. And so I kind of, in my head, made Seattle – a loss, and I have them splitting with Green Bay. I have them losing to New Orleans, and I have them losing to Tampa, um, yeah. giving them those three losses. I wouldn't be, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they go fourteen and two, but I, I didn't want to say that and go for real with that. So thirteen and three, <laughs> they win the division. Wow! And Kirk Cousins is an MVP conversation. Once again, this all predicates on if Dalvin Cook is around, because if he's not around, I don't, no, I don't think they can no, close to 13 no. wins. But, uh, but that, that, that is... prediction, no asterisk beside it. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it. That's my prediction. That's crazy. Um, I, I'm looking at the schedule now. They play the New Orleans Saints on Christmas, which is a Friday. I don't know that the NFL has ever done a Friday night game. Or a Friday oh. game at all. So, or, I'm kind of interested to see game. that. Yeah, for week 16. Um, that's going to be pretty interesting. You got the Vikings and Saints on, or, yeah, on, on Christmas Day. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, that's I've got weird because NBA does, uh, NBA does Christmas games, not. I know. Who's the NFL yeah, thing they are? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can we, while we're talking about, am I talking about the uh, NFL and NBA. Can we go ahead and start a, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a petition or a whatever, for Adam Silver to become the commissioner of the NFL instead of Roger Goodell? Um, especially, like, and I, I know we're not a politics um, podcast or whatever, but especially with how uh, the NFL and the NBA have handled this racial, whatever you want to call it, tension, divide in our country, um, the response between the, 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 like the difference in response between the two commissioners, I think could not have highlighted more how much better of a leader Adam Silver is than Roger Goodell. Like Adam Silver is a very proactive commissioner and Roger Goodell is a very reactive um, commissioner. So I just want to say that I want Adam Silver as commissioner of the NFL. And that's really all I have to say about it. I'm done with Goodell. I fully agree. Adam Silver has appeared to be like through all the issues, through any issues in the NBA. Adam Silver yeah. has like been the, the the figurehead on this is how you do it with a major yeah. sport, um, and everyone else is just having to try and get on his level. Um, <laughs> Silver has it figured out. He, he he knows what he's doing, and he is good at what he yeah. does. Um, he's so good, man. So yeah, we're going to need uh, Roger Goodell to go ahead and take some notes, um, yep. <laughs> and so we'll go on from there. Yeah. All right. Anything left on the NFC North? That's all I got. I'm glad we're done. All right, people. Them. You've heard 
Oh, I should have it pulled up. I was going to tell the people who we have next. Do you, do you remember off the top of your head? It's the NFC East. That's how professional we are. We have to think <laughs> about it. All right. Next week, we're going to discuss the NFC East. We'll do the same thing. We're going to break down each team, predict, have big takeaways or a bold prediction. If you are a fan of an NFC East team, any of them, Redskins, uh, <laughs> any of them, let us know. We would like <laughs> See, I went blank on all of them, so I emphasize <laughs> any of them. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, tell us you want to be a guest. Um, we'd love to have a guest of someone who watches the NFC East religiously. <laughs> Help us dissect it. Or else we're going to sit here and hate on all four teams, and you're going to have to listen yeah. to it. Um, yeah. So come be the redeeming factor so we don't have to make fun of everyone in the NFC East uh, for, you know, an hour straight, because we will, and don't hold us against us, because the NFC East is probably the most laughable division in the NFL. I said it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to be a part of it, let us know. But with that... Ugh. Man, it's been a while. I'm stumbling over my it words. Has. It's been like months. And with that, <laughs> we're out. <laughs>